Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So there's a new book, and it is a good book. I am learning a lot. Power, The 50 Truths, came out yesterday. It's written by our pal Doug Schoen, who you know, he's been on broadcast a lot. He works in politically, advises, he polls, he, he knows everybody. And he joins us now from New York City. Way to go, Doug. Thank you for uh, Thank educating you. me. My pleasure. No, no, way to go. Um, okay, let's start with uh, the regular folks. Many Americans, perhaps most, think they are powerless. Are they? Yes, I think most are, given the way our system works, the lack of cooperation you were talking about before, the role of money in politics. Ordinary people have far less power today than they've ever had before. And that is because of what? It is because of the way our society has developed, the way the political system functions, the way our political leaders operate. Ultimately, we are dealing in a country which is, in my judgment, in decline because we have a less engaged, less involved citizenry. Now, isn't that the fault of the individual citizen who is less involved in their circumstance? They could go 
and get elected to the school board, or they could run for mayor, or they could do a whole bunch of things, attach themselves to campaigns of people that they admire, but um, only a few do that. And look, it's a very fair point. And Donald Trump became president because a whole cadre of people who were disenfranchised, disengaged, got active and involved in his campaign through campaigning, funding, and advocating for the former president. So it can be done. It's just more difficult now. You have to have, right, right. So the people in the Trump campaign in 2016 when he won, they had mm-hmm. more power then in 16 than you think they have now in 23. Yep, I do. I think, I think power is getting more dispersed throughout our society, hurting ordinary people, given the polarization, division, and nature of American society today. Now, I always say money is power. The more money that you have as an individual American, the more power, personal power that you have, because you have options, you can protect yourself, you can do certain things you want to do. Look at George Soros, how powerful that man is. He gives billions of dollars and buys political candidates to do what he wants. I mean, there's the best example of a private citizen, Soros, who has attained massive power through money, correct? Of course, exactly right. And that's what I was alluding to in my answer to your earlier question. Take the whole issue of the defund the police or cashless bail. That came from George Soros and the progressive wing of the party electing DAs who, in my judgment, are outside the mainstream of our culture, values, and society. Okay. Let's get specific now. You write about all the politicians that you know very well. We'll start with Trump. Now, Trump yep. loves power. Okay? Loves yes, it. Yes, he does. Um, and I, write, I wrote a book on the United States of Trump. And, you know, when I know the guy as well as anybody knows him. He loves power. Loves it more than money. Loves it more than interpersonal relationships. He loves it. He uses his power like a baseball bat. <laughs> If you threaten him and his power, because that's what it's all about, he just smashes you. It worked. Obviously, he would not have been elected president if he didn't use that kind of uh, technique. Is it still working? It is working more than most people would acknowledge. Trump remains strong. We've seen in the last few days his attacks on Ron uh, DeSantis or Ron DeSanctimonious, on Medicare, Social Security, personal attacks as well. I don't count Donald Trump out. His understanding of how to exercise power, which I talk about in the book, is really preeminent and not fully understood. Okay. I think an argument can be made that Trump used the power of the presidency to protect Americans overseas during his four years. Putin and Xi did not want to mess with Trump. Would you agree with that? I I would. And despite some rhetoric that I wouldn't have engaged in vis-a-vis Russia, he did arm Ukraine. He did hold the Russians and the Chinese at bay and ultimately defeated al-Qaeda 
And uh, he was not the author, fortunately, of the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Okay. So that was a good thing on how aggressive he uses his power. Uh, you could say remain in Mexico policy, stop that. All yep, power, sure. power, power. However, he's perceived by most Americans now, and this is according to the polls, all right, as being too much of a megalomaniac, that he, he abuses his power with his constant attacks. So it looks to me like there's been a turn and the way he wields power is now working against him. To a very large degree, that is exactly right, Bill. By constantly attacking and not offering an alternative vision for our country and society, people look at him and say, will he ever talk about our needs rather than his needs? He exercises power intelligently and shrewdly but our society now is looking for new leadership because of the issues you've raised with Joe Biden and inflation, some foreign policy concerns, certainly that are writ large now. And the real question is, can Donald Trump rise to the occasion? Okay, let's go to Barack Obama. I know him fairly well, not nearly as well as Trump. And I saw the way he used power. I wanna know if you agree with this. He was more passive aggressive. Trump is aggressive, aggressive in his wielding of power. Obama was more passive aggressive. Behind the scenes is where he really did his work. Am I right or wrong? You're completely right. We did not get public leadership from uh, President Obama. I was witness in the book uh, uh, accounts for how Obama did precisely what you said, Bill, use power behind the scenes to influence behavior. But he was not the moral leader or the leader of our country, with a few exceptions uh, during his presidency. Behind the scenes, if you offended Barack Obama, you were done, correct? Yes, that is absolutely true. But he would never go public, very rarely would he, and try to slice and dice you in front of the press and in front of the people like Trump does. Precisely correct. Which is a better, which is better? I, I think you need a combination of both. Uh, I worked, as you know, for Bill Clinton. He was somebody who, despite his flaws, could articulate a vision and he could play inside politics and most of all, keep a smile on his face. Was he ruthless, Bill Clinton, in the wielding of power? More so than you would ever imagine. No, not He not knew me. how to get results, and he got them. Sadly, it was oftentimes when he was an extremist that he would get the most demonstrable results for him. And again, that give me, helped Give me an him. example of him being an extremist. Oh, an uh, ex extremist. Whether that is what I was saying, he handled the scandals of his second term in a way to end his presidency with an over 60% uh, approval. He was able to position himself and pivot in the first term from a disastrous first two years to an overwhelming re-election by doing a balanced budget. Yeah, the, the economy propelled him. Now, 
right. he was a uh, almost like Obama, behind the scenes power wielder for. But Hillary Clinton, naked power, <laughs> so much different than her husband, correct? Yeah, she was more naked power, and she was more. Um, I, I, I use the word advisedly malleable. That is, she was always looking for the new message, the new strategy, the new way to campaign, leaving people with the sense, frequently correct, correctly, that the first lady, uh, Bill Clinton's first lady, did not have a coherent and consistent vision for America, that in fact, she was just playing politics. All right, but she was out there and wanted the power. What they all four of them, Trump, Obama, Bill Clinton, and Hillary Clinton have in common, what all four of them have in common, so if you went against them, they were after you, correct? And they stayed, uh, yes, and they stayed after you. Okay. They didn't forgive and forget. Finally, we cannot forget Joe Biden, the current president of the United States. Um, he looks befuddled often. He's not looked upon as a macho man or anything like that. Uh, how do you see him wielding his power? I think... He was emboldened, Bill, by the results of the midterm, which no one uh, on the Democratic side or the Republican side felt would go his way. Biden understands that whatever his weakness, and he is quite weak in the polls still, notwithstanding that victory, his greatest ally are Republicans who play into his hands over and over, as we saw at the State of the Union. Biden a ruthless man? I think he knows, again, how to wield power, how to exercise it, and how to achieve results. Perhaps you... not as... Go ahead. I was going to say, perhaps not as ruthless as Trump and Obama, or even Bill Clinton, but you don't get where he's been, vice president and president, without knowing how to um, exercise power, witness his deal with Jim Clyburn to uh, become the consensus frontrunner in yeah, the, the South Carolina deal, Front. sure. Exactly. All right, the book is Power, Doug Schoen. And, uh, you know, if you're into politics and you really want to know what the behind-the-scenes stuff is, this is the book for you. Doug, good luck with it. We'll talk with you soon, okay? Thank you. Bill, thank you again. You're very kind. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000.
Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So people are worried about the economy, and I am. I'm worried about it. I'm not panicking. I'm not speculating. Uh, but I'm worried about it because nobody has any confidence in the uh, economic arena in Joe Biden. Now, he's doddering. He's not effective. We went over yesterday in great detail. I hope you saw that about the Super Bowl, about how the capitalist display there was trickled down. But Biden wants bottom up. That means the government gives Americans money to spend. That's what Biden wants. We got $32 trillion debt. You can't keep doing that or the whole country is going to fall off the economic cliff. Biden doesn't understand any of that. But anyway, um, I can't give you financial advice. I mean, I could, but I'd be irresponsible and I'm not going to do that. But I can tell you what I am doing. So last year, I got crushed in the stock market. 20% the market was down. And I, most of my stocks went down, Okay. Um, on May 5th of last year, I said this, go, hold on. I have a two-year time frame in the stock market right now, so I'm willing to just sit on losses for two years because I think by that time, I'll be in a much stronger position with the stocks that I hold. All right, so that was my advice because I took it, all right? I'm holding on. In January last month, the market did very well, okay? And my portfolio went up substantially. This month, it's not doing that well, but it's not a disaster, but it's, it's way, you know, you're watching it. I bought a stock, and I can't tell you what it was, yesterday for the first time, boy, months, okay? And I did it because my financial advisor, Alex Green from the Oxford Group said, buy the stock. Now, I have ignored Alex for months because he does make periodic recommendations because, you know, this time last year we were talking about speculative high-tech stocks, Alex and I was, uh, and they didn't do well. So I just pulled back. But I didn't lose faith in Alex. I still think he's a brilliant uh, stock picker. So I did buy yesterday. I bought one. And then and didn't been a lot of money into it, but I put some because of the fundamentals of the company, I, I feel are good. 
but I'm not in yet. I'm, I'm not in. Now, I've always told you that you need three things in life. You have to have a physician who cares about you. You can get on the phone. You have to have an attorney, same circumstance, who cares about you, not your money, you. And you get on the phone and you must have a financial advisor. So Green is my financial advisor. That's who I listen to. Now, I got guys, you know, in Morgan Stanley and all, but they're expediters. All right. And I'm very conservative investor. Very, very conservative. I work hard for my money and I bleed when the money goes out the window because, you know, it didn't work out. All right, I worked hard for that money, and I bet you you, everybody watching and listening to me on the radio right now, feel the same way. So let's bring in uh, Alex Green from Orlando, Florida. He is the Oxford Club's chief investment strategist. And full disclosure, I have been with Oxford Club for almost 20 years, all right? And the club only found out that I was a subscriber about three or four years ago because I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just bought a subscription to their newsletters, okay? And then since that time, we have worked with Oxford Club to bring you information, all right, which is uh, what we're doing now. And there'll be another webinar, they call them, uh, coming up in a few weeks. All right, now, first of all, I I bet you took some hell about your stocks picks going down, correct? Oh, yeah. We, we always hear from people when the times are bad. People are more prone to complain than to praise. But uh, but we've got a good long term track record. We've counseled patients as you did uh, last year. So so we remain optimistic about the future. Why? I mean, Biden is uh, not a good president um, and the Republican Party doesn't seem to be uh, very well organized to challenge Biden. Right. If, you know, I don't think he's going to run again myself, but 24 it's not a lock. Republicans are going to win. So why are you optimistic? Well, I, I can assure you it's not because of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris or the Democratic uh, Congress that, I've, uh, that I'm bullish on the future. I'm bullish on the future because um, it, it hasn't made sense to bet against American business since 1776. We have the best companies on the planet. We have the, the hardest working uh, labor force. Um, and the problems that we had last year were mostly government-induced. The, the government spent too much money on COVID relief. They, they overdid it with the pork barrel spending. The Federal Reserve kept interest rates too low for too long. And that combination of free money and multi-trillion dollar surplus spending uh, created the inflation that we had. And now that that is, well, there's still going to be surplus spending, but there's not going to be the craziness that there was in 2000 and 2000 to 2022. Uh, and so as things return to normal, uh, I expect the business to return to normal. And with inflation coming down uh, and America, the, the economy relatively strong, not because of Joe Biden's policy, but because every, every day 300 million Americans get out of bed and go to work and do what needs to be done. They're, they're the ones that, that, that really yeah, run I the mean, country. Our production level is good, but our debt is overwhelming. Our political climate is chaotic. And we have trouble with Russia and China. So it's not exactly an optimum um, time to uh, invest in stocks. But you still believe that is the way to go, correct? Nothing outperforms a diversified portfolio of stocks over time. Not gold, not 
silver, not real estate, bonds, nothing. Uh, but you have to deal with the unpleasant times like we had in 2022, and even the choppiness that we've had this year. January was strong, February's been back and forth. Uh, you just have to acknowledge that that's the way it's going to be and, and, and realize you're going to have to hold through some choppiness in order to make money long-term in the market. Now, long-term is a bad uh, phrase for senior citizens because they're not going to be around <laughs> long-term. Um, right. And then so people are going, wait a minute. You know, my time frame is two years, Alex. If, you, if your picks, and I almost exclusively buy stocks off your recommendations now, don't come out well by the early part of 2024, I'm probably going to get rid of them. Is that unreasonable? Well, I, first of all, two years is a pretty reasonable time frame. I think five years is better for most stock market investors. The key is you don't have your short-term money in the market at all because no one can tell you what the market's going to do next week or next month. Um, but I do think that things will look better a couple of years from now. We'll have uh, had a, an election uh, coming up in two years or excuse me, next year we'll have, so by 2025, we'll have a new administration in, in place. I think it's going to be Ron DeSantis and a Republican Congress, and that would be positive uh, for business because they're lighter on taxes, lighter on regulation, uh, and opposed to this crazy woke capitalism that's, uh, is hurting shareholder returns. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, I know because it's part of our webinar uh, presentation. Again, I am doing some business with Oxford, and everybody should know that. Um, you have been investigating this what's so-called woke capitalism. Tell us specifically what you have found out. Okay. Well, let me begin. Business is supposed to be about turning your customers into raving fans. If they're raving fans and your sales are up, your profits are up, your share price is up, everybody's happy. But woke capitalism is not about maximizing shareholder values. It's about instituting a far left social agenda, social justice agenda that has nothing to do with rewarding shareholders. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, BlackRock, one of the world's largest money managers with $8 trillion in assets under management. Um, they follow this ESG, environmental, social, and governments criteria, and try to pressure companies to adopt woke policies. And one of those things, of course, is to do to only invest in companies that are combating climate change. So, for instance, last year, you talked about the stock market. The S&P 500 was down 19 percent. The energy sector was up 59 percent, one of the best places to be. But did BlackRock overweight the energy sector? No, it underweighted it, gave subpar performance. Why? Because 
fossil fuel companies are re responsible for carbon emissions, which are responsible for the, affecting the climate. And so as a result, they've hurt their shareholders. And remember, they're investing, they have the proxy power to invest those $8 trillion in assets according to how they want to invest them. So they're taking your money and putting it into companies that are following a woke agenda that you probably disagree with and delivering subpar returns. So that's just a prime example of how woke capitalism helps no one and hurts customers, employees, and shareholders. Would Disney fall into that category? Yeah, I mean, Disney opposed Florida's law that uh, prevented five to eight-year-olds from being taught about sexual orientation. And think about how many people with five to eight-year-olds want to go to Disney. They're, they're outraged because that's just not an appropriate subject for kindergarten to third grade. So uh, Disney is a woke corporation. Coca-Cola telling, uh, teaching employees to be less white. Um, Uber and Nevada is putting out long statements in favor of Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement, which opposes, which uh, is in favor of defunding the police, which most black people oppose. Um, Delta opposed the uh, voter ID laws in Georgia. I mean, all, all these companies, they're, they're not maximizing sales and earnings. They're trying to institute a woke agenda, which is bad for business and bad for shareholders. All right, we'll get into that. Now, where can people reach you and uh, sign up for the webinar that is coming up? Uh, they can reach us at oxtreclub.com, and I believe we're going to have uh, a link that uh, they can follow to uh, watch the presentation with the two of us uh, pursuing this discussion. All right, Alex, thanks very much. We appreciate it. I hope I don't Thanks have so to come to your house in two years, you know? <laughs> don't come looking for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. All right, we get a lot of mail. Uh, where's Miller? And uh, I sent out a fleet to find him, and I have. <laughs> I found him. But first, before he comes in, I got to do all this stuff. Ready? So Miller has a podcast on Westwood One, and it's called the Dennis Miller Option. I guess you could opt out with giving, you see, I, you know. Yeah. All right, so now it's a no-holds-barred, uncensored take on current events, politics, pop culture, anything else that's on Miller's mind. Joining him on his no-holds-barred, uncensored podcast is A-list guests from across every spectrum, along with his guy, Friday. Christian Blatt. Wow, Friday, Guy Friday. I don't have a Guy Friday. Um, 
Anyway, you can find Miller on Apple Podcasts, Google, Westwood One Podcast, every podcast. If you want to see him live, he's going to be in Connecticut at Foxwoods on April 26th. Then the next day up in Medford, Massachusetts, outside of Boston on the 27th. And then uh, in Austin, Texas on May 1st. So here he is, live from Santa Barbara, California, the podcast king, Dennis Miller. So you got a guy Friday. I guess you've always wanted that Robinson Caruso, correct? Well, for years I played your guy Friday, but now I see you've gone into a more avuncular quasi-retired <laughs> state where you're wearing Dintymore lumberjack shirts. I know. But I remember a day when you had that perfectly you had that perfectly knotted Windsor and we stood astride the uh, cable news world like a latter-day colossus of Rhodes. And nobody will ever match it, by the way. But but I, I never referred to you as my guy Friday. I mean, you were equal footing with me. I mean, I, I got I to gotta have a talk with this Christian Blatt guy. Okay, now, I asked Miller, I said, you know, the, <laughs> the Green New Deal is sweeping the con. I'm sure it's big in Santa Barbara, California. But I want the Miller New Deal, not the Green New Deal. I want Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to hear the Miller New Deal. Go. Well, first off, Bill, I would say they're obviously laying claim to FDR's lineage, right? And I was thinking, if FDR was alive today, after he'd put 120,000 Sino-Americans or Japanese-Americans, sorry, into uh, into internment camps, plus you mix in the fact that they would call him a hack industrialist today, it's so funny to me that uh, FDR would be considered at this point by people like AOC and uh, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris to be some sort of hack moderate industrialist. They, the villagers in Frankenstein would be after him with torches too. So that's funny to me that they would use classic FDR uh, terminology. I, listen, I would only list one extra coda in the New Green Deal. And that would be that I would have to use some sort of meat thermometer to catch a little heat coming off Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's head off her brain before I took anything she said seriously. Because right now, I think that is a flatline electroencephalograph. I think she parrots exactly what she thinks young people want to hear. I don't think she makes any sense. And listen, the way they do it, Bill, it's so funny to me. They use fancy jargon. But, you know, in some point, they are advocating that we go into the agricultural community and moderate some of the CO2 discharges there. And then also that we, at some point, do away with our travel and retrofit all buildings. Now, if I go back in and say, do you realize what it would cost to retrofit every green building in America, every building to make it green in America, if we did away with air travel, if we had a kid function as a fart caddy to walk around behind cows and catch it, th th how crazy that is. As soon as you say it, they say, well, we didn't say it quite that way. That's in essence what they're saying, and it's absolutely insane. But they don't care, Miller. You see, in the Miller New Deal, I would expect a responsible analysis of the world's predicament. And then if you did uh, give me some crazy thing, I'd call you on it. I'd say, you know, you're out of your mind, you're, you're this. But the press is so enamored with this Green New Deal. But I'm going to make a prediction right on the No Spin News tonight, Miller. In four years, perhaps two, Ms. Cortez will not be in Congress. You know where she's going to be? 
running for the White House? Co-hosting The View. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> Co-hosting The View. How long well, can Behar you- last? Behar has got to go, right? Um, and she's going to ease right in yep. because that's what she wants. She wants to be a television star. Well, if you're asking me what causes the superheating of the atmosphere, it would be some of the, uh, let's say, avuncular flatulence that's coming off that panel on a day-to-day basis. Listen, cows will be. And if they're asking me to kick into this Green Deal thing, here, here's what I'll tell you. After I gorge myself on my private jet with veal parmesan, I'll try not to pass gas when I come down onto the tarmac. There, that's that's what I'm throwing into the mix just because I'm a good guy. Sounds very reasonable in the Miller New Deal. It does. Now, do you have a favorite in the Democratic sweepstakes? Uh, there are 19. In fact, I, I thought you were going to tell me that your new guy Friday was Beto O'Rourke. I mean, I don't want Christian to lose his job, but Beto sure would love that job. Um, do you have a favorite in the field of the 19? Well, you know, Beto has this feeling that uh, he's wise if he jumps up on top of a table. But at some point, I would, by the way, are we still operating? I can't hear you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say that Beto, somewhere along the line, I know he skates boards, and he should have wore a helmet because I think he got dinged somewhere along the line. I would say the 19 candidates have no chance, but here's my theory, Bill. I think there's a 20th candidate out there. I think she is the unlikeliest cavalry in the history of the planet. And I think at some point, Hillary Clinton is going to come over the hill and say that she did not want to run, but she's being drawn to it because she feels she's the only person who can stop the tragedy in her eyes that is Donald Trump. The people have begged her because I'm watching her now and she seems so quiet. I'm thinking, well, two things here. I don't think this Mueller report, and I think Barr saying he's going to sniff around at the point of, uh, you know, uh, when was this thing started? I think she's going to be quiet for a while. Then I also think at some point people are telling her, listen, the less they hear of you, the better they do. Once you get out there on the stump and start talking and you plod in in those Volvo pantsuits and misorder at Del Taco with Uma and try to charge it to the Clinton Foundation, people don't like you. You should stay out of the way. This is a circular firing squad, as Barack Obama said. Let these 19 take each other out. And then you come in at the end saying that you've been summoned by the people against your will to save the republic. Oh, and uh, you have to I do it. It's happen. like Julius Caesar being called back from Gaul. He didn't want to come back, but he had to, to save Rome. But you know who I thought you were going to say? Not Hillary Clinton, because the Democratic Party really doesn't want her. I thought you were going to say Michelle Obama. I don't think she wants it. She'd be crazy. God, she, I just saw her speaking the other night. She's a big rock star now. She goes to foreign capitals. They act like the visitation is upon her. Listen, it's like Trump said. He makes me laugh so hard when he said to Joe, hey, Joe, welcome to the fray. It's almost like the moment you jump in, they're going to go back to Michelle Obama and say, listen, are you in legitimately now? And if she says yes, they're going to say, why didn't that $365,000 a year job exist the day before you took it and went away the day after it? You know what I mean? There's all that frabba jabba. She'd have to be crazy to get. It's like Groucho's thing about I don't want to join any club that would allow me to member. Yeah, but I don't get, think I think Michelle Obama is pretty 
She could blow away the field, though, and, uh, and turn it around fast. Now, you, you reminded me of something. When Miller and I uh, did our shows, which we may resurrect again, it just depends on uh, if he can break away from his uh, boy Friday. Um, when you and I did the meet and greets, <laughs> I'm running with this all day long, Miller. So you're, you're, you're going to be all I am, day long. I've never been me. sorrier. I've never been sorry to include anything in my right. intro. <laughs> you, you gave me a cannon that I'm going to fire forever. So anyway. Forever. Right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you've turned into <laughs> him into Tony Curtis and I'm Olivier and Spartacus getting a sponge bath. I know what you're doing here. I'm not implying anything. I just did a Robinson Crusoe. And now listen, when Miller I know, and I did it the, was a big mistake. It was. When Miller and I did the meet and greets, um, after the shows, Miller was Joe Biden. I, I don't ever, ever, you know, and tell him, tell the audience. I mean, you were, you were the huggy guy. I did. I didn't understand it at that point, Bill, but I can see once again, you were ahead of your time. You had Bill Kunstler and Melvin Belli over your shoulder saying, don't hug this person. This could end up in court. Right. Yes, I was trying to be the, the vivacious greeter. I was like Joe Lewis out in Vegas, for God's sakes. And now that I look back on it, pulling a woman in, even if she was 80 years old and saying, you look great today, baby. I very well, if you come to get me to do more shows in the future, you might have to visit me at Soledad, for God's sake. <laughs> I know. I just want to, was, I was thinking about that the other night. But you were genuinely, and I have to say this, you were genuinely very nice to the crowd. It was a genuine thing. It wasn't phony. They loved you. And then they were like, with me, it was like, whoa, you know, one of those. But uh, I was thinking about it. I said, Miller is Joe Biden. All right. Um, we got three live appearances once again, uh, the 26th of April in Foxwoods in uh, Connecticut. Then he goes up to Medford, Mass. next day and then May 1st in Austin. And the Dennis Miller Option on Westwood One Podcast Network. Miller, good to see you. The audience loves you. We'll have you back as much as we can, okay? Billy, have me back weekly. What are you doing? I talk to you every two months. Give me a call. I'd love to come on and say hi to your lovely kids for me. Excellent. I will do that. We'll get you on as much as possible. We're going to do the new radio gig. I think Miller is going to be a part of that as well. Uh, starting in a couple of weeks. Um, it's are you doing great. the Billy? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you doing the Paul Harvey thing? Yeah. It starts the 29th of April. I, I've been longing for so, I've been longing for somebody to do that for an age. He was the Good. best in the history of radio. So yeah, he was. So I we're going to try to resurrect it with all humility. We're going to have Miller's thought of the day. Uh, hopefully, we'll get that up and running on the broadcast. It's called the O'Reilly <laughs> Update. I get one a day. I get one a day, and I'm going to send it your way. <laughs> one a week. All right, Miller. Thanks again. Have fun out there in California. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign up and start watching today. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. 
Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.